Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode with Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, guys. We're so glad you're joining us again this week. And we're glad to be back. We weren't here last week. We missed it. We did. We missed you. And we're so thankful to be back with you. Do you know there is hundreds and hundreds of people that are joining with us every single week on this podcast? Can you believe it? It's amazing. And we're so excited that you've chose to join with us today. Hey, uh, we've got a really important topic uh, that we're going to talk about here. Um, and I think that those of you that are listening, I wanted to say to you that that you're a leader and God wants to elevate your influence where, wherever, um, wherever God's planted you. So whether that's in a school, whether that's in your home, that, whether that's in a business, a community, a church. Mm-hmm. Leadership is influence. So don't um, don't dismiss yourself because you don't work as a CEO or um, in a major corporation. You have influence, and therefore you're a leader. You are, and we're going to help make you a better leader today. So, if you got your um, your uh, learning cap, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say a pen and paper. Oh, <laughs> if you're taking notes, all right, the yeah. teacher's ready. Yeah, no, yeah, the the uh, if you're listening safely yeah. while you're driving. Put your seatbelt on. Here we go. So we've got to be leaders that compel other people to follow, to go to uh, a better place in their life. And as leaders, uh, we've got to be people that other people can uh, look at and imitate and duplicate. We got got to be those examples. And I I don't believe that leadership is just a a natural born gift on people's lives. I think you can mm-hmm. develop your leadership yes, ability. Yes, you can. Yeah. And actually, I need you to as a Christ follower because we're supposed to be leaders in the culture of where we're at. We're not supposed to follow and just go along with everybody else. Yeah. We got to we got to rise up. We got to set a standard that's different than what the rest of the world looks like. Come on. <laughs> so, um yes, so let me just address this. Yes, I do think that there's a there is a gifting that God does give to certain people, like mm-hmm. a special anointing to lead. Mm-hmm. But I also believe it's something that um, can be learned. We can all grow in, yeah, for sure. Okay, and you just need to know that as as myself as a leader, I'm still learning and growing. Um, I was I, I go to conferences. I, I listen to other podcasts. I'm constantly reading and consuming and and just refining and taking moments just to think about, okay, could I have done that better? Could I? So I am constantly getting better and working on things as are, are you, Tatum, and, and every one of us. So as you hear what I'm going to give you today, some of these things you're going to think, oh, I'm doing that already. And so great, great. Uh, check that off and say, I'm, I'm doing good on that. But the, there's other things that you can say, you know, I, I need to... Uh, improve on these. Okay. Yep. So here's life's most important leadership lessons. Number one, don't be a self promoter. Okay. So <laughs> there's always a tendency depending on, I think, personality or upbringing or for whatever reason, um, 
to to do this, um, to run with the world and to try to be like the rest of the people who are just trying to constantly make themselves look like they're better than everyone else. This comparison trap, this, oh, I beat you, I, I'm better, I'm... Boy, there's a lot of that on social media in that world right now, huh? And I've said yeah. it to you guys many times, and I need you to start believing it, and that's this. Nobody's life is as good as they portray it yeah. on social media. I'm telling you, my life is not as there's good so as I portray it. There's so much deception in those filters and pictures that only cap- capture one second of what someone wants you to see. But it's important as we come back to just godly leadership, and that means not sell- not promoting ourselves, not making ourselves look better than we are <laughs> or than, than we want people to think we are. We're not here to You know, my mom win. taught me this years ago. Uh, uh, I remember I was, uh, I think, in second grade, maybe third, and I was playing uh, Little League. No, yeah. I must have been in third or fourth grade. And I was playing Little League, and I was so excited. Everybody had these aluminum bats. Yeah. And so I grew up in Wisconsin, and I don't know how I got it, but I got a wooden bat. And I, I just felt like, oh, man, I am the man. And I stood up to the baseball plate, and the guy pitched it at me, and I hit the ball. Yeah. And, man, I, it wasn't, I've, I've never hit a, an, an actual home run. You know that? I've never hit a home run. I didn't know that. Yeah. I hit a home run, babe. I know. I'm I, self-promoting right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, hey, that, that's our point. Don't be a self-promoter. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd But I that hit out. an infield home run. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's where yeah, you the still other get people the are making mistakes and they're overthrowing <laughs> and they scramble and they trip over their shoelaces or whatever. So I did. I made an in, uh, infield home run. Okay. So I got back. And man, I started going around to all of my teammates going, I basically was telling everybody, you are so lucky that I'm on your team. I am the man. I'm I'm the one that's hitting home runs. You were and feeling confident that Boy, day. I was telling everybody how good I was. And afterwards, mom saw me doing all that and she pulled me aside. She said, Chris, don't ever promote yourself. Don't ever boast about yourself and what you do. Let other people do your boasting for you. I'll never forget it. Yeah, that's a, that's incredible that you remember it. So I it do. it was impactful, yeah. which is good. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> good to learn at an early age. Hey, Proverbs chapter four verse eight says, "Exalt her," and that's speaking about wisdom. So exalt wisdom, and she will promote you. Yeah, God's wisdom is the word, and I've found that as I have chosen to exalt God's word. And him, God's going to take care of exalting me and exalting you and elevating your place of of influence. Yeah. So do everything that you can to promote Jesus. Live your life with excellence in such a way that it magnifies God. And God says, hey, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. Yeah. And as we live like that, God's going to say, hey, that's somebody I can trust, and I want to do something on the inside of them because I can trust their heart. That's great. So let me just put it like this. Bullet point for those of you that are taking those notes. Promote Jesus and his word, and he'll promote you. Yep. Bada bing, bada boom. So good. That's it. Can you say that? Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking about? Um, Actually, there's... So much, I think, within the within the generation that we live in currently, that um, we we don't often young leaders uh, don't want to 
don't want to take the time that the Lord wants to spend on developing you like behind the scenes because we live in this instant gratification. I want to be leading right now. I want to be on the stage right now. I want to lead the conversation. I want to lead the team. I want to be the boss. I want to set the schedule and everything we want like now. Like I don't want to wait, but there's so much that the Lord wants to do to develop within you as a leader that can only be developed in the secret place, in the hidden, in the obscurity when no one sees, where no one knows, the way that you're investing, the way that you're pursuing, the, the study that you're giving yourself to, the prayers that you're really getting to know the Lord and hear the Lord, all of that is what later will allow you to stand on a platform that God wants to give you but if it happens too soon if if through through the rush of wanting to be self-promoted right now we skip over this important developmental that allows roots to grow deep so that when storms and life comes you're not mm-hmm. knocked over can only happen over time over development over secret hidden away like what you're doing when no one sees when no one knows but the, the intentional and the deliberate pursuit of Jesus yeah. is all that matters. And he's the one that's going to elevate you. And then the promotion comes where others can see. But right now, it's not about what other people think. We, sh- we have to care more. What do you think, Lord? What do you want me to do? Where do, you, where do I fit right now in this part of my life? And if it's not in a visible place where I get applauded, where people see, then so be it. Because... That's not what matters. God cares more about your character than he cares about your comfort or you having, you know, like me having my um oh, my pride or my like I don't know how to word it. He doesn't he's not after that. The Lord who cares? Like if we feel good about the job that we're doing, are we doing what Jesus wants us to do? Yep. That's, that's ex- what, that's what, like, yeah, all back to the self-promotion, but. Yeah. Just, just know this, everyone. Uh, a lot of times it's easy to compare with other people and you, you, you see yourself and you think, well, I'm just not measuring up. So you feel like you've, you, you, you put yourself in this trap that I've got to promote myself yeah. so that I can elevate so myself. So that I can compete with them. And God knows where you're at. And yes. when the moment is right, he'll yes. take you out of that obscurity when you're ready. So if you take the cake out of the oven too soon, it ruins it. Yeah. Yeah, just You know, if apart. you if you try to cook your food too quick, it it ruins it. There's it's not some right. Simmering some time, some beauty in the development of who God really wants us to be rather than trying to rush it. Allow the seasons of life. You know, to when I look back at my life, process. our life, yeah. uh, a, a lot of the uh the beauty uh beautiful moments and the, um, the the increase of, of a platform and God's blessings have always come out of very painful, difficult, hidden, obscure seasons. Yeah, it's true. That if you would just throw in the towel and just say, I'm not doing that, then you won't experience. So self-promoting actually tries to get around God's timing. Yeah. That's how, what how about it, that? That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Because you think, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll just, I'm going to tell everybody how take, good I am. Yeah, ownership of this myself. I'll go make the move. And it's like... You guys are lucky to have me on your team. <laughs> I'm God the, help I'm us. the home run hitter. Yeah. But yeah, that's what it is. Self-promoting is really rushing ahead of 
of the process that God wants to walk all of us through, that we need to walk through so that we're not just a visible leader, but that we're a healthy leader. So if, you know, again, if you feel left out, if you feel like your life doesn't count, if you feel like, oh, what I'm doing is mundane and not making a difference all the way, there's, keep doing what yes. God has called you to do. Yeah. Promote Jesus, promote his word. Yes. And there's going to come a point that God's going to promote you. And then it won't be something that's short-lived. It, you'll have a, you'll have depth yes, to you. Yes, you will. So instead of just having something shallow that is a facade, yeah. that's a masquerade, you'll actually have depth that... It's all about Jesus. It's so, not about you. Yeah. Great leaders. This is an important leadership lesson. Don't be a self-promoter. Okay. Here's the second one. Diligently serve other people. So in order to be a great leader, you have to commit to serve other people. Mm-hmm. And it makes a difference. Yeah. Jesus did this all the time. He was constantly serving each other. He, he said in Luke chapter 16, verse 12, read this. Uh, it says, um, and it, you have not, hold on. And, uh, and if, if, if you have, you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? So you got to be willing to serve somebody else. Yeah, to be faithful with what uh, is someone else by serving them. And, you know, the, I think about Jesus and the and beautiful example, the incredible example that his life is for us that we should all be following is that he came not to be served, but to serve. What was he doing? You know, at the Last Supper, before he went to the cross, and he was serving the disciples, washing their feet? <laughs> Come on. Like, that's what our Lord, that's you how amazing he is. You know what blows me away is. is that he was washing Judas's feet. Yeah, he didn't skip him. But he, knowing you're going to betray me, I'm going to serve you still. Yeah. What a what a perfect picture of how we should live our lives in serving Others. And I, I put that word in there, diligently serve other people. And I think diligent is a very key word in this. So don't just serve them, be diligent about it. Look for opportunities to serve in your family, to serve mm-hmm. in your church, to mm-hmm. serve others that are uh, in the marketplace, in your school. Yeah. I, you know, when I was in student ministry years ago, uh, I remember I, I sat down with 21 different principals, junior high and high school principals. And I'll never forget the look on almost every one of their faces when I sat down because I wanted to get to know them. We had all these kids, had about 700 teenagers in our youth ministry. And I sat down with them and they were thinking that I was going to ask them for something. And instead, I turned around and I said, hey, Mr. Principal, how can we serve you? Yeah. People are surprised by that. (laughs) Wait, wait, What? You didn't. You didn't come and ask me for something, like you're ask. You're asking how can you serve me, mm-hmm. and it just blew them away. And they opened the doors to their schools to me mm-hmm. because it, you serve. It's such we a do shift that on in our day. culture. You know? We do that on yeah. serve day. Yeah. Uh, one of the most incredible ways to reach somebody with the gospel is by just serving them. Yeah. yeah. Constantly serving them. I love. Uh, read. Read this. This little quote. Uh, croak. <laughs> Read this Read the quote. quote. Yeah. I love it. I'm not seeing it. Babe. You have not lived. <laughs> Do you see it now? <laughs> I see it. All right. You've not lived a perfect day. I'm just serving you by uh, helping Even you. Even though you have earned your money, unless you've done something for someone who will never be able to repay you. I love that. That's 
Yeah, that's awesome. Can I just tell you one of the reasons why I am so passionate about reaching into our children's lives here at Life Fellowship is because they can't repay you. You know, for the longest time, there's a lot yeah. of churches that they just focus on people that are, oh man, you know, if we reach all these adults, well, they have, they have finances and they can, you know, perpetuate things and they can give and all that. When you reach a child, yeah, they don't, they don't have, they don't have anything. Uh, and so for us to open the doors and just welcome kids and all these teenagers that are showing up, mm-hmm. none of these teenagers have it. They, they don't. They cannot build buildings and yeah. finance all the things that we're doing. But yeah, it's not. There's about something that. powerful yeah. that happens when you reach those that cannot pay you back. Yeah, that God steps in the middle and says, "Okay, now I'm mm-hmm. going to take care of it." Mm-hmm. So diligently serve other people and make it make it something that's real on the inside. People can sniff the fake. Oh, I'm just doing this because. No, <laughs> uh, serve them with gladness in your heart. Be faithful in what God has given you. Serve another person's vision and dream and watch God say, okay, now I'm going to do it in your life. And it it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It does. Here's the third thing. Resist the urge to talk too much. Tatum. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you you talk on this one. I don't talk too much. Mm. Um, No, I think... As a leader, um, I'm actually thinking about something that I was just teaching this past week to our life group leaders in a training that we had. And one of the keys, which I feel like fits perfectly here, is when you're leading in like a group setting, that 70% of the conversation should come from the group and not from the leader. And as leaders that we should be, you know, carrying about 30% of it, but we're really there to facilitate, to give some direction. Um, But a lot of the talking and the conversation, it's so important that we're giving room for people who are on our team or in our families or in our circle of friends that we're not just dominating the conversation because we talk too much, but making room for um, other people to voice their opinions and to have input and to really feel valued when they're heard, when they have no chance to speak because as a leader, you're constantly just taking over the conversation and not listening and just mowing over people, interrupting people. You know, that's not good leadership. We have to take a step back and invite, as a team, invite the rest of the group to be a part of what are we discussing? What are we planning? What are we praying for? How are, how are we making this happen? Here's a great question that leaders should ask other people. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. No, like how are you really doing Mm -hmm. and then just listen i mean people don't really get that question they're like hey how you doing yeah they get a casual question but but then you come back and just say no no how are you yeah really doing not how's this project coming along or not how was you know not about like your work related task but as a human being as a as a fellow believer or a just a human (laughs) who may not know the lord to really take time to to care for them to ask to listen so, so watch, watch your words. Too many people talk too much. And then there's a lot of people that talk a, a whole bunch about things that they don't even know about. Um, but, but watch your words. Uh, in fact, let me just say this. For those of you that are parents that are raising kids, I need you to 
think about the times that you're putting your kids maybe to bed. A lot of times we want interaction from our kids when we want it at that moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they come home from school and you're like, what'd you learn? How was school? It was boring. Didn't learn anything. Yeah. But I saw it happen so many times, and you did too, Tatum, when we were putting the kids to when bed kids or whatever. Yeah. Lights are out and everything. All of a sudden, that door of conversation swings wide open. Yeah. They're, they're more ready. Yeah. And I think- So don't miss those moments. Don't miss. Yep. Don't miss the moment. That's a sidetrack there. That's kind of running a- um, you know, it's it, it's been said that if you chase a rabbit, make sure you kill it quickly. <laughs> and so I think you guys got that. that when that note. window of opportunity hits with your kids, take it. Don't just say, well, it's your bedtime, time to go to bed. No, no. now is that time to, to talk. Uh, Proverbs 17, 28 says, he who has knowledge spares his words. And isn't that interesting? It the is. more knowledgeable you, you are, the less that you actually speak. I feel like I should just quietly sit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, right? Yeah, that was uh, okay. way to go, honey. Thanks. All right. Uh, but be careful about what you say and how you say things. Uh, Proverbs 29, 11 says, A fool vents all of his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Listen, please don't constantly tell people everything all the time. I would encourage you to be very careful to filter out of your heart, uh, filter out what your heart is feeling uh, in contrast to what your mouth is speaking. So in other words- Think um, before you talk. Yeah. (laughs) God God gave you two ears and one mouth. So listen twice as much as you speak. And then I would say this, don't ever share your problems with people that can't help you. That's great advice. You and I have talked about that on- Many occasions. Many occasions. I I, yeah. I I see folks on social media. They'll post all these deep, deep problems, problems with a world, with the world full of all kinds who of people. Knows what? They, no, yeah. Share those with people <laughs> that are on your side that really know you. Those coaches. Those those godly respected friends, leaders that friends, you yeah yes, that you your trust. life group leaders. Yes. Never share your problems with people that cannot help you. All right. Uh, Interesting, Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal reported that managers surveyed by the National Association of Colleges and Employers rated oral communication skills as the number one prerequisite to succeeding in the corporate promised land. Leadership skills ranked only sixth and computer skills last. Wow. So you, your ability to communicate yeah. is the number one thing that that ranks you as a better leader than those who are just really great with technology or computers. And sometimes to be the best communicator, you just need to speak half as much as everybody else. <laughs> it's true. Let them do all the speaking, and then you can be able to. You you can then give the depth of wisdom that God has in your heart because now you've got all that information of what everyone's been speaking about. Yeah, and you don't just Listen. shoot yourself in the foot because you're saying all kinds of stupid things. So um, let me give you some steps to becoming a better listener, and I'm going to do that by forming an acrostic. Oh, yes, you are. Uh-huh. You must be a pastor. Woohoo! So I'm going to use the word ladder, all right? Okay. So the L stands for look at the person that's speaking to you. I'm looking at you, babe. So 
So don't let your eyes be going all kinds of different questions. True. When they're when they're speak, have eye contact it's with important. them. Important. Yeah. Uh, number two is ask questions. So L A A is ask questions. Mm-hmm. D don't interrupt. D don't change the subject. E empathize like you really do care. And R respond verbally and non-verbally mm-hmm. with your body language, mm-hmm. even how you pr- posture yourself. When someone, when you're speaking with somebody, matters. If you're like sideways to them while you're looking at them, yeah, it you have like a half step backwards, like you're ready to walk out of the room. Then you can feel that when something like, oh, they're not really even listening; they're sort of stepping away. <laughs> it's yeah. true. So become a better leader by becoming a better listener. So look at them, ask questions, don't interrupt, don't change the subject, empathize. And then respond verbally and non-verbally. Mm-hmm. Is this good? It's good. I think so. I think this is great. Listen, this this, this will help you so much, no matter where you're at in in uh, mm-hmm. in life. Yep, it does. Here's the fourth one, and that is bring to completion all that you start. Ha le lu ya. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I love favorite. this one. Oh. Let me read. Can, uh, can I just say there are so many people that just start something and they never finish it. Yeah, it's true. You know what it makes me think of? For any of you who've traveled to other countries, um, there's a different um, there's a different level of um, uh, probably like government rules that allows people to begin building a structure or a building even if they don't have the finances to finish it. So if if you've ever been anywhere outside of the U.S., you'll drive up and down the streets of these nations and see partially built buildings everywhere, everywhere. They started, but they didn't finish. They couldn't complete it. Something happened. I, I, I've met so many. So in the ministry world, I've met so many, so many different pastors that get an idea, start it. Hey, listen, anybody can start something. That's the exciting and the fun part, right? Starting something new is fun. You have energy for it, vision for it. You're like pumped up and ready. It's the finish that's, man, can it be hard to finish? It can be. I think that's what separates um, exceptional uh, leaders from mediocre leaders. I mean, it really is. You you got to have grit to do that. Uh, Philippians uh, chapter one verse six says, "Being confident of this very thing, he who has begun a good work in you is going to complete it." Amen. God wants us to complete anything that we start. Marriage, yeah. yes. Projects. Yep. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, because yeah, otherwise there's not. What was the point? <laughs> what was the point? What what's the purpose of something that's not done? Well, you're not being a leader if you don't finish it. Yeah, yep. Uh, I, I've always loved this this little uh, analogy here. Uh, this is from God's little devotional book. Why don't you read that? Honey? Okay, it says, um, "Consider the postage stamp. Its usefulness consists in the ability to stick to one thing until it gets there." So we're not going to give up until we get the job done. We're going to be postage stamp leaders. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> postage stamp people. No, but it's so true. Can Stick with it until the job gets done. It gets all the way there. I, I am not interested in having on our team here at, at the church people that just do do ministry halfway. 
Yeah. But just they, what I mean, what if what if what if we had our services? We just did it halfway. We didn't complete it. It's just, you know, hey, the first half of the message was good, but then, you know. <laughs> I never got around to the end um, there. <laughs> you know, we come up with excuses yeah. and I just can't do, do this. Listen, uh, people that make excuses rarely make a difference. Yeah. Remove the excuses. And You're preaching, baby. Incomplete. So finish. What I know you it's started. tough. Finish but that's what. what creates that grit and that determination. Yeah. That's what makes you followable when you are a person of completion. We have to have stick to itiveness. How do you like that for your postage stamp? I, I kind of like postage stamp. Stick to itiveness. Get her done. Have you give me give me an example in your life? I'm just throwing Chris, you right here. Always no, just like seriously. On the fly. What, tell me, tell me of an know? instance in your life where you had to you had to stick to it. You had to have that stick to itiveness. Every day that you, of my that you life, brought something to completion. To I feel like Think everything I no that sounds braggadocious. I'm sure there's things I've started I haven't finished. But no, really, you're not promoting yourself. I'm asking you a question. I know. I, I'm. I'm. Like, I'm not good on the fly, so uh -huh. I finish all my tasks. <laughs> I'm a I'm a girl that checks it off the list, and it's gonna it's gonna get done. So, help me think if you're thinking of something so here. But I'll, anything I'll, that we start, I'll give an example. Um, done right now, we are needing to hire all kinds of people here at the church. The, the church is growing. We, we're, we're in the process of hiring like five more people. Tatum right now is not only doing her job, but the job of two other people at the same time. It's just been a crazy season for us. And for the last almost three weeks now, it seems like, and let's just, can we just be honest? If you want. Okay. <laughs> no, like, I'm serious. You no, can be honest. Okay. I don't know but what you're For the last say. like three weeks, Tatum has been up till probably about sometimes 10 o'clock. There's been some nights, 11 o'clock at night, because we're trying to find some other people to 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 help, and and we've got we've got some really good candidates that we're that we're looking at here. But I'm just bragging on you for a second that you just you make sure that oh you you could give the excuse ah, I I just can't get that done, but you push through. You make sure that those boxes are checked. You complete the tasks that are in front that are in front in this brief little season while we're hiring these other folks mm -hmm. and you brought things to, and, and things have just flourished and all these ministries and areas are just flourishing. Now I will say this though, as much as you and I both have been working with this building and all these other things, we always will honor the Sabbath. Yes, we, we have. shut it all down. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm serious. We, we will not break we that. Don't, yeah. We, we don't uh, miss having a day of we rest. We will not violate the Sabbath. And I just like to say, that's really nice, babe, for you to, take a second and um, and share what you did. But it's, it isn't the norm for those of you listening mm. that it's my life to work until 10 or 11 p.m. It's a short season and there are things to be done. And now I made it through a long week last week and I'm going to have a more normal not working until 10 o'clock every night week. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, but... But um, you brought to completion. Yeah, there were things that had to be done. It was just one of those couple of weeks where this is life with Chris and Tatum. So yeah, I'm just telling you guys, sometimes life is, is busy. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And you just comes back to this point that yeah. I'm not going to start something and not let it like, drop the ball on getting done. That's what leaders do. Complete the task and um, move on to the next thing. Right. That's right. 
Well, hey, everybody. Today has been amazing. I think so. It's been amazing. Now, what we're going to do is next week, we're going to finish up the last four uh, secrets, lessons that I think every leader needs to have in our teaching series right now, Life's Most Important Leadership Lessons. And it's going to be really, it's going to be really incredible. It will be good. Now, before uh, we go, I wanted you to share this verse that God put in your heart this morning that was just touching you. Really? Yes. I want you to share that. So you just need to listen. Uh, Every morning, Tatum and I, we spend our time with the Lord. And uh, she asked me before we started, she's like, okay, has has God been speaking anything to you? And I told her, I said, honey, I've been been studying. I said, it's been kind of dry for some of these things. Some days, I mean, God gives me great things, but like here recently, and, and this may encourage some of you, it's been a little dry. I'm reading through... Uh, part of the book of Leviticus, and it's talking about you know you know you can't eat certain animals. He was talking to the Jewish people that if they have you know a cleft hoof or what to happen if a bat gets into your grain. <laughs> and and uh, I'm, um, we didn't think you guys would want to hear about that. I didn't think there'd be anything out of that that you guys would. I mean, there's some there are some great uh, spiritual correlations to that, but I'd have to really. Uh, I'm, I'm, you're being honest. I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor and I, I like to think that I'm a good communicator, but I'm not that good communicator. But, um, so Tatum, she always finds something uh, sweet from the Lord. <laughs> I would say it's the other way around. The Lord always shows or gives me something sweet okay. that often so why don't just you, why don't you share is really touching. So this morning, um, I came back to a Psalm that I, that I love, and um, I'm just going to read it to you. And it it just and you were crying when you were reading this this morning. It makes me cry when I think about the goodness of God and really just remembering how how kind He is, how merciful He is. You know, think about what our world is facing right now. And how blessed we are. Um, So let me read Psalm 116 to you. And this is in the CEV version. And it says, I love you, Lord. You answered my prayers. You paid attention to me. And so I will pray to you as long as I live. Death attacked from all sides. And I was captured by its painful chains. But when I was really hurting, I prayed and I said, Lord, please don't let me die. You are kind, Lord, so good and merciful. You protect ordinary people. And when I was helpless, you saved me and you treated me so kindly that I don't need to worry anymore. You, Lord, have saved my life from death. You saved my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling. And now I will walk at your side in this land of the living. I was faithful to you when I was suffering. Though in my confusion, I said, I can't trust anyone. What must I give you, Lord, for being so good to me? And I'll stop there. That was verse 12. But, you know, sometimes we can feel overwhelmed by situations in our own lives that you feel 
you don't have control over, you don't have the answer for, but if we just will remember the goodness of God, go to his word and find strength and and courage and hope in knowing, God, you are merciful. God, you have protected me. Lord, there were times when I thought I was not going to make it and you carried me through. Um, you'll be refreshed. And I pray that this verse is refreshing for, for you like it was for me today. You know, I just, I feel the anointing of God right here. Uh, just even you reading that, honey. And I know you guys don't see this, but Tatum's over here and she's crying. Just reading through that. <clears throat> and I believe that God's word is speaking to somebody today. And so let me just close this with uh, just a prayer. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person that is listening right now. I ask you, Lord, that you would be close to them. I thank you, Lord, that you've never abandoned us. You've never forsaken us. Lord, your thoughts towards us have never been wrong and bad, and you've never wished for the worst in our lives. Instead, you've, your thoughts towards us are good. You're, you have kindness and grace and mercy. And I just pray, Lord, that every person would fix our eyes on you, O oh Lord, the author and the finisher of our faith, we realize, Lord, that we can't complete anything in our own strength. We realize that we can't do anything in our own strength where it becomes something of, um, of lasting impact. Yes. And so, Lord, we just put our trust in you. We put our hope and we declare that you are good and we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, hey, everybody, uh, we're going to be back next week for part two of Life's Most Important Leadership Lessons. And I think you're going to be shocked by the seventh uh, point. point that I'm going to give you <laughs> next week. I really do. You're going to love it. So, hey, everybody. We hope you have a great week. Yep. Thanks for listening. All right. God bless you. Hey, and don't forget to share and post and share this with your friends and comment and <laughs> Help us give us five word. star on here. All right. All right. Have you, everybody have a great day. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye.